presentation of Southern Union State Community College Athletics. Exclusive broadcast rights have been granted to the iSchoolSportsNetwork.com by Southern Union Bison Athletics. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or other use of this broadcast without the express written consent of iSchoolSportsNetwork.com is strictly prohibited. Southern Union Bison Athletics, brought to you by Southern Union State Community College, The Knowles Group, Meadows Farm Equipment, Farm Boys Cafe, The Randolph Leader, The Car Clinic, and The Chuck House. Stay tuned, our broadcast is coming up. Well, the Bison are on the field for game number two of today's doubleheader, the fourth and final game of this series between Southern Union and Bevel State. And the warm-up tosses are complete. We're going to rush right into the action as we're back on the air here on the iSchool Sports Network, bringing you Southern Union baseball once again on a dusk, at, at dusk on an evening here in Wadley, Alabama. Southern Union Bison won eight to seven in eight innings. A walk-off win, a base hit by Jake Spivey brought home the winning run. And it'll be Cade Brooks on the mound for Southern Union. As we are underway in game number two, the pitch is up and in to leadoff man Zach Durham. I'll get you some numbers on Brooks as we are scrambling to put our lineup card together. Durham fouls one off and evens the count at one and one. And we're scrambling to get the video up. Uh, if you, if you. One ball, one strike to Zach Durham. The pitch from Brooks bounces in the dirt, and it's two and one. Brooks making his third start of the season, his fifth appearance overall. He's got a record of one and two. 12 hits, 11 earned runs, five walks, eight strikeouts in nine innings of work, and he gives up a deep fly ball to left, but Spivey ranges back towards the warning track and makes the catch for out number one. Durham gives it a ride, but he is the first out in the first inning of game number two. And the ERA for Brooks, just to finish up his numbers, 11.00, so Kay Brooks... Would like to follow suit with those other pitching mates. The starting pitching has been very good in this series for Southern Union. And if Brooks can follow suit, he'll see that big ERA come down. As he faces Joshua Davis, the right fielder, had a very good game in game number one. He swings and misses on the first pitch, and it's 0-1 to Davis. Swung and smashed into center field. That's going to get down in front of Cook for a one-out single in Davis. Continues his good work at the plate. With a one-out base hit, Davis was the number nine hitter in the first game and went two for three with a double, two RBIs, and a run scored. So he gets moved up in the order and quickly makes good on it. And that will bring up Jackson Elkins, the left fielder. Elkins takes high and away for ball one. Elkins did not have a hit in the first game. He went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. 
And Tim, we got the video back up live. Runner goes, swing and a miss. The throw down is going to go way over the head of the second baseman. But fortunately, Phillips was there to back it up. But it's a stolen base for Davis. And he's in running in scoring position with one out. And I'll let you recap for our viewers uh, what happened on the first two batters. Uh, yes. So one out here in the first. Durham led off with a fly ball to deep left. Now that ball was caught by Spivey out there for the first out, and then Davis followed that out up with a one-out single. So now El Elkins at the plate. He takes a pitch in the dirt, and it's two and one. After Davis stole second. So just underway, top of the first. No score in the final game between Southern Union and Bevel State. The Bison, eight to seven winners in the first game in eight innings. Swung on, fouled out of play. It was an up and down game in that ball game. Southern Union jumped out to a six to nothing lead, carried that lead into the sixth inning. But the Bears rallied for five in the sixth, then scored two in the seventh to take the lead, seven to six. Southern Union got a two-out run in the bottom of the seventh to push it into extra innings. A big hit by Riley Borgert. And there's a base hit back up the middle, off the glove of Phillips and into center field. The runner had to go back to second momentarily to make sure that ball wasn't caught, and that saved a run as Davis stops at third. So back-to-back -back singles here in the first by Davis and Elkins. And they're on the corners with one out for the Bears. And third baseman Nick Pounders, the cleanup man, steps to the plate. Just going back to that recap of the first game, eight to seven, Riley Borgert with the two-out double to tie it. In the seventh, sent it to extra innings. Jake Spivey with the game winner in the bottom of the eighth, walk-off single that scored the winning run. The pitch gets by Usher behind the plate, and that'll score a run on the wild pitch by Kate Brooks, and it's one to nothing. Bevel State very quickly here in the first. Nothing Usher could do on that one. That was bouncing and in the left-handed batter's box. The definition of a wild pitch. Brooks fires a strike. He comes back strong after that wild pitch. Called strike to Pounders, and it's one and one. Pounders went one for three with a double, scored two runs. In the first game, hits one out to second. And they're going to go to third, and they're going to get a, get their man. Good play by Phillips and Collins over there. Clayton Phillips, who had a couple of errors in the first game, handled that play perfectly. The runner took off right in front of him and skipped over the baseball. Phillips fielded it cleanly, threw over to Collins at third, and they tagged him out for out number two. So Pounders is on on the fielder's choice. He's down at first, now with two outs. The old 6-5 put out. Don't see that one every day. And the first baseman, 23, Slade Harden, Harbin is in. Batting. 1-0 to Harbin. 
Pitch is hit over second and into right for a base hit. So that defensive play saved a run for Southern Union. As Harbin gets a single. And Pounders stops at second. And that'll bring up the DH, Jansen Powell. Powell came on as a pinch hitter in the first game. Swung at the very first pitch, got a single, then it was pinch run for. So he had a very brief appearance, but a productive one in the first ball game, and he's in the starting lineup in this one. Takes a high fastball, and he's ahead in the count, 1-0. Swung on and hit out towards short. Phillips has it, goes to Borgert at second and gets the force out there for out number three. A run does come across on a wild pitch. And the Bison will come to hit in the bottom of the first, trailing it one to nothing. With the right shoes, you can do anything. Which shoes fit your life? Maybe you want to step into a pair of nurse's shoes or take control of that meeting in your red high heels. Or do hiking boots and tennis shoes fit your style better? No matter which shoes you choose, Southern Union State Community College is ready to help you step into your potential. Choose a career in the fields of academics, health sciences, or technical education. Visit suscc.edu to enroll. You can't spell success without SU. Planning for retirement, your children's or grandchildren's education, or for the legacy you want to leave your family can seem intimidating, but the Knowles Group is here to help. We are deeply rooted in Randolph County and have been serving this community for more than 20 years. No matter what your situation looks like, the Knowles Group can help get you in the best financial position to meet your needs and achieve your goals. To ask any questions or set an appointment, reach out to Danny Knowles at 205-414-7459. Knowles Group, 2100B Southbridge Parkway, Suite 650, Birmingham, Alabama, 35209. Securities offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, SPF, member FINRA, SIPC. SPF is a separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here independent of SPF. Back here at Southern Union, bottom of the first inning, game number two. Fourth and final game between Southern Union and Bevel State. The Bison have won the first three. They've won seven straight overall. <laughs> she was handing something down to the dugout to, to her son, and uh, so she knew the camera was there, so she got on. And, Matt, I'm going to let you turn around. And, and while we got a second, give you the Southern Union lineup. Riley Borgert, who had an outstanding game in game number one, four hits. They didn't get him out. He's going to lead things off and play second base. Thomas Collins will bat second, play third. Casey Clark bats third and plays first. Jake Spivey in left field, batting cleanup. Brody Sire in right field, batting fifth. Will Kelly, the designated hitter in this game, will bat sixth. Clayton Phillips, the shortstop, will bat seventh. Griffin Usher, the catcher, will bat eighth. And Miles Cook drops down to the number nine spot after hitting leadoff in the first game. So really the only change, the only person in the lineup in this game that was not in the first game is the catcher, Usher. Austin Brewer will get a rest, and it'll be Borgert to lead things off. What a game he had, and what a series he's had. As he steps to the plate against Blake Burgess, shows bunt, takes a ball, and it's 1-0. Borgert, 3-for-3 with a walk, two runs scored, an RBI, a huge game-tying RBI in the seventh inning for Borgert. 
as he swings and hits another one hard, but this one's right at the center fielder, Durham, who barely had to move, and he makes the catch for out number one here in the first. And thanks to Jay Phillips for uh, making the run uh, to pick up our food down at the Chuck House. And just to go back and finish the point on Borger, that, that out that he just recorded is only the third time in four games that they've gotten Riley Borgert out. So he has just been red hot, and he hit that ball hard too. Another hot hitter, Thomas Collins at the plate. Takes a called strike. It's 0-1. Collins punches one through the hole and into left field. Collins goes the other way for a one-out single. Coming up to bat, number 32, Casey Clark. After he had three hits in the first game, scored a run, drove home two. And he keeps swinging it well. He's a first. And Casey Clark will be the hitter. Throw over. Collins back. Pitches a ball to Thomas Collins. I mean, excuse me, to Casey Clark. Collins down at first. Two for three in the stolen base department is Collins. Keep an eye on him. With the Bison trailing it one to nothing here in the first. But offense runs have not been a problem. They scored seven, seven, and eight. Swing and a miss by Clark. He was out in front against Burgess. And he's got a 1-1 count. Thank you, Matt. Runner goes, pitches low, and the throw is wide, gets into center field. Oh. <laughs> Collins fell down, and then the center fielder couldn't pick up the baseball. Nobody can do anything right, but Collins gets the better of it and ends up at third base. Poor Thomas Collins. He was going to go around to third, but he stumbled. He's laughing about it over there, getting an earful from the third base coach. But as that ball went into center field, Durham couldn't pick it up cleanly, and Collins able to go all the way around to third anyway. So he gets the stolen base, the error on the throw by the catcher, Connor Ord. And here's a ground ball out to second. That'll score a run. And we are tied on the ground out by Casey Clark. So Southern Union cashes in the error. Clark with the RBI ground out. And there's two outs in the inning, and that will clear the bases. Spivey will hit. He takes the ball. Blake Burgess making his fifth appearance. He's got an 0-1 record of 5-14 ERA. Swing and a miss by Spivey, who was the hero of last game. Spivey had the walk-off base hit in the bottom of the eighth. The game-winning run. He pops one foul and out of play. And we were talking about Spivey, one of those sort of all-or-nothing hitters. He's a big swinger. He can hit the ball a long way. The average is not high, but 
in the 240s, but he's he got the hit when it mattered in the first game today. He hits one hard down the third baseline, but fielded and thrown across for out number three. Good play by Pounders down there for Bevel State, but the Bison get the equalizer. An RBI ground out by Casey Clark, and we'll go to the second, tied one-to-one. Have you tried the Chuck House in downtown Wadley? Well, they're open and ready to serve. You can call in your order or dine in at the Chuck House. Large or small barbecue sandwiches, fried or grilled chicken sandwiches, or the famous Chuck House burger. Barbecue plates, chicken tender plates, and try one of the baskets, too. Check out the appetizers as well. So whether you're coming into town for a Southern Union game or you're just hungry, come on over to the Chuck House, 201 Main Street, downtown Wadley. Phone number 256-914-1030. Let them know the iSchool Sports Guys sent you by. They're open Wednesday and Thursday, 11 to 7, and Friday and Saturdays, 11 to 8. Since 1892, the Randolph Leader has been the local news source in Randolph County. You can find it all in the Randolph Leader, including local news, community events, and of course, high school sports. Get the Leader sent to your mailbox each week, or subscribe to our e-edition by calling 334-863-2819 or visiting therandolphleader.com. Chances are someone you know is in the Leader this week. Subscribe today and find out who it is. We go to the second. One to one our score. And we're enjoying a little meal from the Chuck House right here in the broadcast booth. So thanks to those guys over there just for for sponsoring us and also for making good food right here in Wadley. As the seven, eight, nine hitters do up for Bevel State, Connor Ord, the catcher, takes a ball from Cade Brooks. He takes another one, low and in. Two and zero oh to Ord, who did not play in the first game. Takes a called strike. And it's two and one. Ord hitting 222 on the season, four for 18. No home runs or RBIs. Breaking ball and a beauty painted the outside corner. Nothing Ord could have done with that one. Maybe the best pitch of the night so far for Cade Brooks, and it's two and two. 2-2 pitch, swing and a miss. It bounces away. They're going to have to throw him out, and they do. Good job by Usher to get to that ball quickly. And a strikeout for out number one in the second. First strikeout for Cade Brooks in this game. Marky Butner will be the hitter. Takes a called strike. Butner playing second base, as he did in game number one. That one bounces away from Usher to even the count at one and one. Butner went one for four in the first game, had an RBI single, and scored a run. Takes. 
Inside corner called strike, and it's one and two. Cade Brooks working quickly now. Swung on, fouled at the plate. Butner was out in front. And tapped it off his front foot as he was in the box. So we'll get another one-two pitch. Here it is. Swung on, hit hard to third. Backhand by Collins. Gets to his feet, throws across in time for out number two. Good play. Down at third. And that's just par for the course for Thomas Collins. He's been a lockdown defender down there all night. Human vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Adam Slay says the human vacuum cleaner over there. <coughs> and that was not an easy play. That one sort of ate him up a little bit, but he got the glove on it cleanly, set his feet, and made a good throw. Hit in the air to left pretty deep. Spivey going back, now settles under it and makes the catch for out number three. So a one, two, three second inning. And we will go to the bottom half, all tied one to one. Husqvarna's end of season clearance sale is on and it's time to get the best for less. You may not be celebrating the end of summer, but your local Husqvarna dealer is giving you a reason to smile. Pick up the latest innovations and get Husqvarna's legendary power and performance for less. Enjoy great savings on select inventory, expert advice, and superior service that will keep your Husqvarna equipment operating at peak performance all season long. Hurry in. This sale is on for a limited time at participating Husqvarna dealers. Visit Meadows Farm Equipment, 85 County Road 811 in Weedowie or MeadowsFarmEquipment.com. The Car Clinic, Main Street, downtown Roanoke. Their motto, you paying, we spraying. Open seven days a week, 9 a.m. until the last car is gone. Get your car, truck, or SUV cleaned by the professionals at the Car Clinic on Main Street in Roanoke. Make your ride look like it just came off the showroom floor. Seven days a week, you paying, we spraying from the Car Clinic. Widawi's Hometown Pharmacy, H&M Drugs, where we've been taking care of the community for over 40 years. Fast, friendly service. We know you by name. Most insurance companies are accepted, and we've redone our gift department, so make sure you come by and check it out. Also offering free gift wrapping, H&M Drugs carries a full line of medical equipment like wheelchairs, beds, lift chairs, diabetic shoes, oxygen, and more. H&M Drugs offering a full line of vaccinations. Open Monday to Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday, 8 to 4. H&M Drugs, 146 Village Lane in Weedowie. Brody's hired to lead things off. He fouls off the first pitch of the bottom of the second inning. And he's in an 0-1 count. Sire. It'll be Sire, Kelly, and Phillips due up. Five, six, seven spots. He hits one hard right through the hole on the right side and into right for a base hit. That sounded good. Coming up to bat, number 42, Will Kelly. So Brody Sire leads off the second with a base hit. And this is a familiar situation that Bison did this in the first game. Sire led off the second inning. Kelly came to bat and hit a home run. How about a repeat performance, fellas? Kelly had a very good game. Sire fakes was running, tapped at the plate. Catch is going to have to make the play. Serve the purposes of a bunt. That was about as opposite of a home run as you could get right there. <laughs> as the ball went about 10 feet. 
but it got the runner to second, so a productive out for Will Kelly. As Sire goes down to second with one out in the second. And Clayton Phillips. Phillips takes low. For ball one, one and oh. What Matt was saying was, is uh, we're going to put, uh, go home and uh, <clears throat> clip out some video of uh, Clayton's gymnastics move uh, with his slide and effort down at second base that kept the inning alive that actually allowed Southern Union to win game one. That's exactly right. Grounder to third. They hold the runner at second, throw across, and get Phillips for out number two. Yeah, sort of a an unsung play that – Eventually led to that win for Southern Union. Phillips had an infield single, and the throw got by the first baseman. Phillips, on instinct, turned and went to second. But the ball bounced back into the field of play. They were going to throw him out. Phillips dodged the tag on the slide. He did sort of an acrobatic slide. The tag, the ball fell out of the glove, kept the inning alive, and he came around to score the tying run on the Borgert double. So, yeah, Phillips, as much to accept the credit for that win in game number one as anybody else, sort of an unsung play that you won't ever see in the box score, but a heads-up play. And Griffin Usher has taken a couple of pitches. He's ahead in the count 2-0 and with Brody Sire down at second now with two outs. Usher rips one foul down the third baseline. Griffin Usher, the number two catcher behind Austin Brewer, playing in his sixth game. He is three for 12 on the season, 250 batting average. All three of those hit singles. Takes low and away. And that gets the count to three and one. Burgess comes set. Long hold at the belt. Now he comes home. And there's a ground ball through the hole and into left. They're going to wave him around third. The throw is going to come in. There's going to be a play at the plate, and he is out. Good throw out and left by Elkins. They took a risk sending him. Elkins put it on the money. Ord put the tag on him, and he was out at the plate. So the Bison miss a scoring opportunity in the second. We'll go to the third, all tied 1-1. 
Hey folks, let me tell you about Farm Boys Cafe in Roanoke. Open 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday, serving breakfast all day long. Specializing in our smoked meats, barbecue, barbecue chicken, pork ribs, and meatloaf. Daily specials Monday through Friday. Everything a la carte. Sides are all a dollar each. A family-owned and operated business offering free delivery of two or more orders. Don't forget the wings, hot or mild, only 50 cents each. Farm Boys Cafe, 1037 Main Street in Roanoke. Call in or text your order to 832-580-3581. With the right shoes, you can do anything. Which shoes fit your life? Maybe you want to step into a pair of nurse's shoes or take control of that meeting in your red high heels. Or do hiking boots and tennis shoes fit your style better? No matter which shoes you choose, Southern Union State Community College is ready to help you step into your potential. Choose a career in the fields of academics, health sciences, or technical education. Visit suscc.edu to enroll. You can't spell success without SU. We go to the third. Tie game, 1-1. Southern Union Bevel State. Bison now with a record of 10-5 and five on the season. They've won seven in a row. Bevel State at 4-12. and 12, And they've actually lost six in a row. The last three of those have come against Southern Union. And Brooks will face top of the order. Zach Durham, who flied out to left his first time up. Pitch is low to even the counter. <clears throat> excuse me, one and one. To Durham, the center fielder. Paints the corner. Good fastball by Brooks. Pop the mitt. On the corner at the knees, it's one and two. Here is the one-two pitch. Durham checked his swing. Pitch was low. It's ball two and two. Here is the two-two. Call strike three. He pumped him out. Breaking ball. And Durham knew it. <laughs> he was he was walking back to the dugout before I saw the umpire give the signal. <laughs> so Durham knew it before I did. Out number one in the third. That's five straight, retired by Brooks after a little bit of a rough start. And he fires a strike into Joshua Davis for an 0-1 count. Davis single came around to score the only run of this ball game so far for Bevel State back in the first. He takes one inside for ball one. That'll even things up. One ball, one strike to the Bears' right fielder. Call, strike, outside corner. Brooks is in a little bit of a groove right now. Working quickly. Here's the one-two pitch. Check swing. Home plate umpire says he went around. Usher tags him out. And back-to-back strikeouts. Gives the Bison two outs here in the third. And Jackson Elkins will be the hitter. Pitch from Brooks. Swung on, tapped foul. 
Third base side. Elkin singled his last time up. Swung on and fouled off his leg. And that'll be an 0-2 count, but Elkins was at second and tried to go to third on that grounder to short in that inning. And a good defensive play by Phillips out there at short. Got him trying to advance, and that ended up saving Southern Union a run. As Elkins takes high, and it's one and two. Swung on and hit towards third, past everybody and into left field. And on a pass the left fielder for a second, and that's going to allow him to get to second base. That ball went off of Collins, might have got a piece of Phillips, and then when it got out into left to Spivey, he mishandled it. A base hit and an error for Elkins. And he's down at second now with two outs. Not a real hard hit ball, but one of those CNI singles. I don't know what happened to Spivey out there, but he didn't pick it up cleanly, and that allowed the runner to get to second. Swing and a miss. Big cut by Pounders. Came up empty. It's 0-1-1. Pounders a big kid, too. He's had a pretty good day. He's handled himself well down at third. Been productive in the middle of the order. He hits one hard to third. Good job by Collins once again. And another sparkling defensive play by Thomas Collins for out number three. In the third, we will go to the bottom half, still tied one-to-one. No matter what your financial situation is, planning for your financial future can seem daunting or even impossible. Effectively planning for retirement, education, or leaving a legacy requires experience and expertise. Fortunately, the Knowles Group has been helping families in Randolph County get on the right financial track for more than 20 years. We are deeply rooted in the community and will work hard to help you meet your goals. To ask any questions or to set an appointment, reach out to Danny Knowles at 205-414-7459 today. Knowles Group, 2100 B South Bridge Parkway, Suite 650, Birmingham, Alabama, 35209. Securities offered through Safe Point Financial Incorporated, SPF, member FINRASIPC. SPF is a separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of SPF. The grass is growing, and it's the best time of year to get a new zero-turn mower from Husqvarna. Husqvarna zero-turns can tackle any job with commercial quality and professional performance. Wide-cutting decks, high-cutting speeds, and durable construction are great reasons to choose Husqvarna. But there's more. Now, we're offering new warranties of up to five years, low monthly payment financing that makes choosing a Husqvarna zero-turn mower better than ever. Visit Meadows Farm Equipment at 85 County Road 811, Widawi, Alabama, or online at www.meadowsfarmequipment.com Didn't quite get the last bite out of him. I'm a man, you go crazy It'll be Miles Cook, number nine hitter to lead things off for Southern Union. And he promptly takes strike one on the outside corner. Adam's going to let me take that last bite. Yeah, go ahead and finish that. I, that's one thing I was trying to do was kind of turn my mic off and rush to it. Strike two called. 
0-2 now to Miles Cook, the center fielder. See, I, they, they caught me the other night. Nobody would take over the microphone, so I had to eat and just keep going. That one upstairs takes count to one ball and two strikes. You find out sometimes who your friends are, team. <laughs> and that's going to hit right in front of the uh, right fielder, and that will go down as a single to right field for Cook. Well, it must just be that number nine spot for Cook where the where the magic is. He They had him in the leadoff spot, and he didn't fare very well in the first game. Dropped him down to number nine, and his first time up, he strokes a single to right. Something about that leadoff spot. Yeah, everybody. It's, it takes a – it really is. I've hit leadoff before, and it's just when you're not used to it, it's it just there's something different about it. Kind of like batting cleanup. Yeah. You feel that pressure. Yep. And the leadoff man, Riley Borgert, is at the plate. He shows bunt, takes a strike, and it's 0-1. Cook draws a throw over at first, gets back easily. Thank you for letting me eat, Adam. You're welcome as I take a drink. <laughs> drink of my tea. Runner goes. Cook is going to steal it. And the throw almost gets away, but they're able to back it up and keep it on the infield. But Miles Cook now down at second with a stolen base. Runner in scoring position, nobody out for Southern Union here in the third. Borgert hit the ball hard his first time up, but flew out to center field. He's in an 0-2 count, swung on and bounced. Oh, good play by the pitcher, who speared it before it got over his head, but the first baseman dropped it. Burgess made a good play out there. To get it before it went over his head, he leapt to field the ball. The throw over to first was a little bit low, but Harvin should have caught it. It'll be an error on the first baseman. Cook couldn't go anywhere. They held him. So he's at second. Borgert at first on the error. And Collins at the plate with nobody out. Pitch to Collins is a ball. I've got it right here. Monroe to Collins, who singled and came around to score back in the first. Collins, left-handed hitter. Takes a ball. Just off the plate on the outside corner. 2-0. and oh. To Thomas Collins. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Swinging, hits it hard to left. Elkins drifts back now, comes in, makes the catch, gets it quickly back to the infield, and the runners are not able to advance, so Collins flies out to left for out number one. And the runners still... Stay put there at first and second with one out and Casey Clark at the plate. 
Clark grounded out to second, but drove home a run his first time up. Takes outside for ball one. Food warmed me up just a little bit. That was really what I was wanting it for, some comfort food. <laughs> Check swing. Clark didn't go. The pitch was low. It's 2-0. and Here is the 2-0 pitch. Swung on. He chased a high one. He's going to foul it back and out of play off the roof. The aggressive approach there. We've said that a lot for this Southern Union offense. But he had a 2-0 count. Had a fastball about letter high and just couldn't lay off of it. That pitch looks so good coming in there. Hard to catch up to, though. Lucky it got out of play. It's two and one. And they chase Cook back to second. And this game moving at a pretty good clip right now. <clears throat> so it was game one for a while. I know. Don't jinx it. Pitch. <laughs> That's right. I can't leave. Adam's got to stay put. <laughs> I'm in my high chair <laughs> with, my, with my bill bone. <laughs> Adam got up and left and to take care of some things in the stadium. And by the time he came back, Southern Union wasn't in the lead anymore. So we're putting that on him. And, and one of those things was to go get uh, my jacket. <laughs> to put on because I was cold and it came out with gloves too and actually put on another shirt. Adam's layered up. As Clark fouls it off, he's got himself in a full count. Three and two with one out. Keep an eye on the runners. You never know. They're not going. Pitch bounces and it's ball four and the bases are loaded. Coming up the bat, number 44, James Spivey. You talk about me being layered up. Uh, I can remember maybe four years ago, four short years ago, uh, I wearing shorts year-round, and people thought I was crazy, and uh, things happen in life, and uh, unfortunately I fell in that category. So Jake Spivey will hit with the bases loaded and Adam with his long pants on. Yes. Spivey takes low and away for ball one. Bison threatening to break a 1-1 tie. They've got the bases loaded with one out here in the third. Spivey, the hero of game one at the plate. Swung on, pop, foul, out of play. That'll even the count at one ball, one strike. Spivey playing left field today. And Tim, I have to attribute all that to, uh, uh, yes, I'm getting older, but uh, things in life deal you different blows, and that's that, that, that cold problem now is all medication. Clark 
Growing old's a you know what. Yep. Exactly. Beats the alternative though, as a they say. Amen. Spivey takes a called strike, breaking ball. Good spot there from Burgess. And it's one and two. To the Bison cleanup man. Here is the one-two pitch. He takes low. It dribbles away. The umpire slipped on the baseball, but nobody able to advance. That was a little unusual there. The ball got through the legs of the catcher and ended up right at the feet of the umpire in his attempt to get out of the way and let the catcher get to the ball. He actually stepped on the baseball. Could have rolled his ankle or something. I mean, that could have been painful. Good thing it wasn't me. I'd have probably broken my neck. <laughs> so two and two to Spivey. Burgess takes a while to get the sign, now steps off. Still trying to get on the same page with Ord. Now he comes set and delivers. Swung on through the hole into left. One run is going to score. They're going to wave the man from second. Here comes the throw home, and it is not in time. Gets away. Borgert scores. Everybody moves up. Two runs in. Runners at second and third, and the Bison lead at 3-1. to one. Spivey comes through again, a two-run single. And, Tim, it wasn't hit hard. It, you know, it just found the, the proper place to get through the hole on the left side. Cook and Borgert score. Clark goes around to third. And Spivey down to second on the throw as they threw home. The catcher tried to snag it and sweep the tag, but he missed the ball and it went all the way to the backstop. So that allowed the other runners to move up. Still only one out. And Brody Sire takes the ball with a chance to drive home a couple more. Time called. Connor Ord. That's O-R-D if you're listening. The catcher goes out to talk to his man Burgess. Okay, I know this is this has nothing to do with anything. Blake Burgess, the pitcher. Matt w- watches Rick and Bubba. He is because Rick Burgess had a son named Blake. Is this the Blake Burgess is not? It's not because the his son is older than that. Just a coincidence. Not really a common name, but enough where two different people have it. Meeting on the mound is over. Sire swings and pops it up on the infield. It'll be Knight, the shortstop, who goes out into the short shallow left and makes the catch. That's out number two, and the runners have to stay put. So Sire doesn't get the job done there. And it will follow Will Kelly with two outs. And runners at second and third. 
Go ahead, Adam. You, I was cutting you off there. Matt knew exactly where I was going with that question because he, he, he started grinning as soon, as soon as I said that. <laughs> and I knew it wasn't, but it was just kind of kind of strange. Bevel State, just north of Birmingham area. Speedy. Yeah, that's right. One of the producers for the Rick and Bubba show, son, Speedy. Cal- Calvin, uh, what's his last name? Wilburn. Calvin Wilburn. His son plays for Wallace Hansville. And they will be down here. That's right. Just some trivia. One oh count to Kelly. Takes called strike inside corner. To even things up at one and one. Kelly had a swing and bunt. His first time up and grounded out to the catcher. One ball, one strike to Will Kelly. Breaking ball dives off the plate. It's two and one. Two balls, one strike. Burgess in no hurry. Now he comes set and delivers. Low and in, and it's three and one. This camera's froze. These are moving. And I apologize, Tim. We're three balls and a strike. Kelly steps out as Burgess. Getting in trouble getting on the same page with Ord as we work out our technical issues with the video feed right now. Pitch for Burgess is low for ball four, and Kelly draws a walk to load the bases. Number 19, Clayton Phillips. And Clayton Phillips will be the hitter. Phillips grounded out to third his first time up. He went one for three in the first game, had a walk, scored two runs. So maybe starting to get his back going a little bit. A base hit right now would certainly help that cause. Two outs, bases loaded, and the Bison trying to add to a 3-1 lead. Phillips takes a called strike outside corner. Good placement on the breaking ball by Burgess. And it's 0-1 to Clayton Phillips. Okay, video should be back up and rolling. It's cold like we are. Oh, one pitch. Good block by Ord to keep that one in front of him as it bounced in the opposite batter's box. Ord saves a run. It's ball one to Phillips. One ball, one strike is the count.
Phillips calls time. Burgess takes his time getting the signal, especially with these runners on base. Now he's got it. Comes set. And delivers. Swung on and hit the third. Going to be fielded by Pounders, who's going to step on the bag. And that'll end the inning, but a good one for the Bison. They played two runs. And on the two runs on the RBI single, two run single by Jake Spivey. And we'll go to the fourth with Southern Union leading at three to one. Have you tried the Chuck House in downtown Wadley? Well, they're open and ready to serve. You can call in your order or dine in at the Chuck House. Large or small barbecue sandwiches, fried or grilled chicken sandwiches, or the famous Chuck House burger. Barbecue plates, chicken tender plates, and try one of the baskets too. Check out the appetizers as well. So whether you're coming into town for a Southern Union game or you're just hungry, come on over to the Chuck House, 201 Main Street, downtown Wadley. Phone number 256-914-1030. Let them know the iSchool Sports Guys sent you by. They're open Wednesday and Thursday, 11 to 7, and Friday and Saturdays, 11 to 8. Since 1892, the Randolph Leader has been the local news source in Randolph County. You can find it all in the Randolph Leader, including local news, community events, and of course, high school sports. Get the Leader sent to your mailbox each week, or subscribe to our e-edition by calling 334-863-2819 or visiting therandolphleader.com. Chances are someone you know is in the Leader this week. Subscribe today and find out who it is. Slade Harvin to lead things off for the Bears. In the top of the fourth inning, Southern Union leading things 3-1. to one. Harbin is having a very good day. He went two for three in the first game with a walk. He was actually on base all four times. He reached on an error, had an RBI, scored two runs, and then he came up and kept the Water wheels spinning. With his first at bat in this one, had a base hit. He's one for one, but he's down in the count 0-2 as Cade Brooks continues to work quickly. 0-2 pitch, bounces in the dirt. Blocked by Usher. One and two now to Harbin. You and I are not going to complain about him working quick. Absolutely not. We love it, but March baseball is usually cold. Pitch almost got him to chase, but Harbin laid off, left it low. It's two and two. Yeah, uh, Matt brings up a good point. The wind is laid down, and that has helped things dramatically. Yeah, swing and foul straight back as Harbin stays alive. Yeah, as soon as that sun goes down, you see that flag just hug the pole. Two-two pitch from Brooks. Hit hard in the center. Cook goes back, ranges towards right. Now makes the catch for out number one. Harbin gave it a little bit of a ride, but Cook was up to the task out there. One down in the fourth. And I tell you, outside of that one inning where Clayton Phillips had a couple of errors in the first game, Southern Union's defense has been flawless. Yes. You know, we had the little miscue out here and left earlier in this ball game, but outside of those two little hiccups, the Bison have been on just about every play. 
and that's how you win close ball games. I mean, you're talking about a game that was a one-run game, extra innings. You know, you start giving away runs in that inning. That's why it was close, you know. And uh, when you're able to limit those types of mistakes where you're giving away runs, that's how you win those close ball games in Southern Union. Certainly exemplifying that today as Jens and Powell takes low for ball one. Powell grounded out to short his first time up. Takes low again, ball two. And, and Tim, to add to your point, it, we always, baseball people always hear, you know, the expression, errors will kill you. And, and there is some truth to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, really, that first game is just the, the, the perfect example of it as Powell fouls one off. The one inning where they scored five runs was the inning where Southern Union committed its two errors. And none of those runs were earned. Pitch called strike outside corner. Good location by Brooks to even the count at two and two. Errors and walk batters. Pitch, ooh, just missed. Must have been up. Yeah, leadoff walks will bite you. And all of those things I just sort of classify under the umbrella. Of, you know, in tennis they call them unforced errors where it's, it's nothing that they did to earn it. As there's a grounder to third and Phillips, I mean, I'm sorry, Collins makes the play, gets his man by a step, and that's out number two. And the way Collins is playing, feeding into this Defensive conversation. Collins, if I'm Southern Union, I'm praying they hit it to him the way he's playing. He is locked in defensively right now. So two outs, nobody on here in the fourth for Connor Ord, the catcher. Low and away, ball one to Ord, who struck out his first time up. One of three strikeouts for Cade Brooks so far. Swung on and fouled out of play to even the count at one and one. Pitch is hit in the air to right and hard. Sire on his horse, but it's going to tail foul. That was trouble for a minute. But it had a good slice on it and landed well foul. And the count is one and two on Ord. That one just made Brody Sire run a long way. He he just got his wind sprints <laughs> in on that one. He won't have to run any foul poles yep. after this. No, no poles tomorrow. That's right. One, two, the count. Call, strike three, outside corner, breaking ball. And down go the Bears, one, two, three in the fourth. We go to the bottom half, Southern Union leading at three to one. The Car Clinic, Main Street, downtown Roanoke. Their motto, you pay and we spray it. Open seven days a week, 9 a.m. until the last car is gone. Get your car, truck, or SUV cleaned by the professionals at the car clinic on Main Street in Roanoke. Make your ride look like it just came off the showroom floor. Seven days a week, you paying, we spraying from the car clinic. 
Widawi's hometown pharmacy, H&M Drugs, where we've been taking care of the community for over 40 years. Fast, friendly service. We know you by name. Most insurance companies are accepted, and we've redone our gift department, so make sure you come by and check it out. Also offering free gift wrapping, H&M Drugs carries a full line of medical equipment like wheelchairs, beds, lift chairs, diabetic shoes, oxygen, and more. H&M Drugs offering a full line of vaccinations. Open Monday to Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday, 8 to 4. H&M Drugs, 146 Village Lane in Weedowie. Bottom half of inning number four. Southern Union leads it three to one. It'll be the eight, nine, one spots in the order for Southern Union due up. Griffin Usher, Miles Cook, and Riley Borgert. Usher had a base hit his last time, and that was a single that Got Brody Sire thrown out at home, trying to score for the third out of the inning back in the second. Usher takes up and in for ball one. Burgess into the wine. Breaking ball, catches the corner. It's one and one. Pitch is high, pops out of the middle Ord. All the way back to the backstop, it's two and one. Called strike. Two balls and one strike. Sorry, the count's three and two. To Griffin Usher, the payoff pitch. Up and in, ball four, a leadoff walk. Coming up to bat, number 21, Miles Cook. And for the third straight inning, Southern Union has its leadoff man on. And the number nine hitter, Miles Cook who singled to lead off the third and came around to score his first time up. Short lead at first. Cook lays it down up the third baseline, just kills it dead. The catcher falls to the ground. Everybody's going to be safe. Great bunt, perfect placement by Miles Cook. Ord went out to field it, and as he did, he slipped to the ground and was not able to make a throw. An infield bunt single. For Miles Cook, who's two for two. Usher down to second. And, a, and the Bison immediately threatening again here in the fourth. As Riley Borgert will hit. Pitch to Borgert. He shows bunt. Takes the pitch low for ball one. Borgert hit one hard, flew out to center his first time up. Last time he hit a chopper back to the mound. 
that Burgess made a good play on, but it ended up being an error when Harbin dropped the throw, and that helped fuel that two-run inning for Southern Union. 1-0 to Borgert. He does try to bunt, but fouls it back, and it's 1-1. One Strategy with the bunt here, obvious. With nobody out, you want those runners at second and third with less than two outs in the ideal situation. Let's see how they play it. No bunt this time. Pitch is up and away, ball two. And I kind of like that. If the, if the bunt is off for the rest of the at-bat, that's a good strategy. You, a lot of times you'll see them get to two strikes before they take the bunt off as Borgert swings away and fouls it out of play to even the count at two and two. But then the hitter is sort of behind the eight ball. You give him one shot to get the bunt down. If he doesn't do it, then you let him swing. I, I, I like that strategy. You give the hitter a more advantageous shot at, at doing something productive. Pitch is up and in, and it's three and two. I'm just sitting here listening to your comments and thinking about it, let, letting it letting it settle in, and I agree with you. I, 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 that's a great, valid point. I mean, just throughout the history of baseball, it's always if the bunt is on, you bunt till there's two strikes, you know. But if you take it off after one strike, especially with a hitter like Borgert who has just been swinging a really hot bat, obviously you want him to have a productive at bat. You put the bunt on, see if he can get it down, move the runners up. But you also want to put some faith in him and just – Say, hey, okay, you didn't get it down. Do it do it swinging away. 3-2 pitch. Swung on, chopped out towards second. And the flip to second from short, but Borgert beats the relay. So it's a fielder's choice. The runner moves up to third. Borgert now at first after Cook is out on the fielder's choice. Catcher walks out between uh, home plate and uh, pitcher's mound, but uh, just simply to give some defensive signals with a runner at third and, and a runner over at first, runners on the corner. And Collins at the plate. Runner goes. Pitch is low and in, no throw. And Borgert steals it. And so now, just to finish the thought on the bunt, all right, he swung away. They stayed out of the double play. Now you have the same situation you would have had had he successfully laid down the bunt. They're second and third, one out. So however you got there, you're there. And now there's a sharply hit ball into center field, and two runs are going to score. Perfect ABC baseball by Southern Union, and they lead it 5-1. to one. Brilliant point, brilliant analytics on that, Tim. You have a career in coaching when your broadcast days are through. <laughs> so Collins gets his second hit of the day, or the, of the game, rather. Two-run single. And he's down at first. Borgert and Usher cross the plate. 
Southern Union leads it 5-1. to one. And Casey Clark at the plate. Still only one out. Runner goes. The Bison keeping the pressure on to throw. Was behind the runner. <laughs> Thomas Collins. Another little fancy footwork out there for Thomas Collins at second base. He sort of, without, in an effort to avoid the tag, he sort of went around behind the bag. He didn't, I don't, did he slide? I don't he, even think he slid. Yeah, he slid. He overslid the bag, came off the bag, and when he got up, he just kind of did a little dance, and that's what you're talking about right there. Grounder to short. Oh, and it's booted by Knight. He picks it up, won't make a throw. And the error allows Clark to reach safely. And, and he wisely didn't unload that ball because uh, the runner w was going to score. Yeah, Collins was just waiting for him to throw that ball. And a good job by Knight to contain his losses and just eat that baseball. But it's runners on the corners again for Southern Union. And there's that man again, Jake Spivey. He takes high for ball one. Spivey one for two, drove home two with a single. Back in the third. The Bison on the verge of putting a big inning together. That ball, ball Golly, for all my all I could tell it went straight through Jake Spivey, but I guess it went behind him. <laughs> it went behind him. Man, That's I exactly thought that right. hit him. <laughs> it went behind him. The runner comes home and scores, and it's six to one. I got tongue tied because I my eyes betrayed me. And, Tim, you'll be able to watch it here in just a second, but it's actually going to co come through his numbers on the back side of him. <laughs> I mean, it looked like it passed through his body. <laughs> my goodness. That one does hit him. And he goes down to first. So Collins comes home on the wild pitch. It's six to one. Clark down to second. And now Spivey at first after being hit by the pitch. And a visit from the third base dugout uh, coaching staff for Bevel State to the mound. And a very slow walk. Nobody throwing in the bullpen. That slow walk may be for. And while, and while they have that conversation, I want to thank everybody along the way for uh, watching and listening uh, this afternoon along the iSchool Sports Network. We've had uh, th this this for Southern Union, for, for all of their athletics that, that we do here on campus at Wadley, uh, basketball, baseball, softball, and volleyball. Uh, this has been a tremendous thing for the fans. Uh, it's allowed those that want to stay at home in their in their safety and comfort zone to, uh, to do that and watch uh, from home. It's allowed parents that aren't able to attend during the weekday games and sometimes not on the weekends. Or parents may have uh, multiple children that are out doing different things, and, and this has been a source for them. Uh, please let Southern Union know how much you appreciate uh, them for doing that. Tell the coaches uh, and, and uh, shoot us an email and everything too. Uh, we, we, but we certainly appreciate you uh, watching and listening along the way. And from far-flung places as well, as you mentioned in the first yes. game, California, Jacksonville, Florida, all over the country, relatives, folks that would have no chance to come see 
the people that they care about come play a ball game, and, and we're giving them that opportunity, and we're happy to be able to do that. Yeah, and I want to share another story when we get to here on this one. As Sire takes a couple of pitches, a strike a ball, he's in a 1-1 count. Doing, and I'll start it. I may, it may take a while to do it, but I had a gentleman from John A. Logan's softball team. He was a parent, and he reached out to Southern Union. Southern Union forwarded us the information, and he was talking to me as he sent me an email uh, and talking about how much he appreciated us covering it, you know, because they lived. He lives in Paducah, Kentucky, and uh, as there's a shot into right, deep and off the fence, the runners had to hold to see if it was going to be caught. One run will come around. They're going to get a throw, and it is not in time. As Casey Clark slides in just in front of the tag to score the seventh run of the game for Southern Union, an RBI double. For Brody Sire, who gave that one a ride. And that was a bang-bang play at the plate. Very close very, play. Very close. But anyway, to, to continue with that that uh, theme, uh, we have a center field camera. Our range is uh, available there at the softball field. And he had never seen his daughter play from a center field camera position. And uh, he sent us an email talking about that. Uh, and it was actually her first collegiate game that she had ever played in. So we have a lot of neat little tricks that we can do. And we love hearing those stories. If you want to tell us while you're here at the ballpark, if you want to send us a message on our Facebook page, you can go to iSchool Sports Network on Facebook. Send us a message. We just really appreciate everybody listening and watching now and, and our ability to interact with folks that, that do so. And that is the neat thing about the way we do our broadcast. We can we can sit here and tell how many people are connected and listening. We can see how many people are watching uh, as well. We can see where they're watching from. 1-1 one, one pitch to Kelly, fouled out of play. Will Kelly at the plate. Kelly in a 1-2 count. He's grounded out and walked, 0 for 1 officially. He calls time and steps out. Runners at second and third. Still only one out in the inning, four runs in. The Bison have opened up a 7 to 1 lead. And Will Kelly threatening to add to that. Swing and a miss, strike three. Kelly was out in front. A good job by Burgess to get him off stride. And Kelly strikes out for out number two in the fourth. Clayton Phillips will be the ninth man to hit in the inning for Southern Union. Phillips is grounded out to third twice. He takes high for ball one. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Inside, 2-0. Matt and Adam are working on the upcoming schedule, the broadcast schedule for iSchool Sports Network. All the good stuff we'll have for you. Phillips hits one towards the right center field gap. That is going to get down and score two runs. Two more will come home on the RBI single by... 
Phillips, now they throw back behind him. The ball gets into right field. The right fielder is all the way over in center field, chasing down the hit ball, and Phillips is going to go all the way around to third. And things have blown wide open here in the fourth inning as Clayton Phillips hits a two-run single to score Spivey and Sire. And it's nine to one Southern Union. On the throwback behind Phillips, who took the turn at first, the throw came into the catcher. Ord tried to fire behind him and he threw it into right field. And Phillips all the way around the third, pitches up and in to Usher, who started all of this with a walk to lead off the inning. He came around to score. Six runs home here in the fourth. It's nine to one Southern Union. Usher swinging, fouls it out of play. And that'll even things up at one ball, one strike. As the Bison have batted around here in the fourth. Let's hope they learn their lesson from game one. You know this Bevel State team is not going to just lay down. And the Bison can't let up. Pitch is low and away. Two and one now to Usher. And, and Tim, looking at the Bevel State's roster online, and the, the, the one that, that was actually on their website was from last year, uh, but they're fairly a young baseball team. Wrap past third and into left. Another run's going to come home. Usher drives home a run. RBI single for the catcher. Coming up to bat, number and it's 10 to one. Phillips scores the 10th run. And Miles Cook will bat for the second time in the inning. He singled his last time up. Two for two now is Cook. Letting the, letting the bullpen get warm, and uh, he's back out there. And, and Tim, while, while they do that, I'll just go ahead. Uh, uh, on my schedule, we have a volleyball game Monday night uh, against Wallace Selma at home at uh, 7 o'clock. I've got to double-check that, uh, not listed on the website. But uh, as far as I've got right now, that's, what, that's the, the story on Monday night. And then on uh, Thursday, softball will be at home versus Shelton, 2 and 4 o'clock. And Friday night basketball will be at home versus Gadsden State, men's and women's, 5.30 and 7.30. And if they're home on Friday night, that means they travel to Gadsden State on Tuesday night for a doubleheader. And then baseball at home on Saturday against Shelton State, but they'll travel to Shelton State on Thursday. Uh, and on Saturday, the uh, softball team will travel to Shelton. So that's kind of uh, next week's schedule. But uh, if you're around the Wadley area and you, you want to pick up a game and watch it, they're allowing fans in for volleyball and basketball. So Monday night, volleyball, 7 o'clock. Uh, and then uh, we'll turn around and come back here Thursday for softball. Or let's see, yeah, Thursday softball against Shelton. Friday basketball against Gadsden State. Saturday baseball versus Shelton. Schedule first pitch for baseball Saturday is 2 o'clock. Softball is 2 o'clock on Thursday. Basketball, 537 30. All the, home, confuse you. <laughs> all the home games will be right here on iSchool Sports Network. So we'll have softball on Thursday, basketball on Friday, baseball on Saturday. If you want to tune in with us. And a 
new pitcher for Bevel State. Somebody give me a number. I can't see it. Will, you got a number on the pitcher. Will's going to get his youthful eyes on it. <laughs> it's dark. It's nighttime. I'm looking through this screen. And they have the, the and they got black numbers on a on, on a blue jersey on a royal blue royal. jersey and it's thirteen number thirteen thirteen Zach Nichols is the new pitcher right hander for the Bears number thirteen and he's going to face Miles Cook two outs. Seven runs in to Chase Burgess. Nichols fires a strike to Miles Cook, and it's 0-1. Nichols making his fourth appearance. He's gone three and a third innings and has a 16.2 ERA in that limited time. Swing and a miss by Cook. Actually fouled off. And that'll make the count 0-2. The 0-2 pitch, low, delayed steal there by Usher, and he gets down to second. He was not breaking on the first motion of the pitcher, but as soon as that pitch came in low, Usher didn't hesitate, took off, and Ord could not collect himself in time to make a throw, and there's a base hit to right. Usher's going to round third. He's going to score. The throw, oh, the ball gets past the right fielder, Davis. Cook on his horse. He's going to end up at third base, and it's 11-1. to one. Usher would have scored anyway, so it's an RBI single. By Cook, but he goes around to third on the error out in right field by Davis. Just re that's right. Just reinforcing the the buttons that Aaron Everett is pushing with this lineup are working. Hit hard but foul off the bat of Borgert. As Matt said, with Cook in that Number nine spot, he just seems like a more natural spot for him. They haven't gotten him out yet. Three for three. An RBI, a run scored out of that number nine spot for Miles Cook as Borgert takes a called strike. And it's funny, just to reinforce the point, you know, Cook struggled out of the leadoff spot in game number one. Borgert went three for three in the, in the nine spot. Now they flip-flopped. Borgert has been on base, but he's 0 for 3. He hasn't gotten a hit yet out of the leadoff spot. All right, so if you're Coach Everett, what do you do next game? <laughs> Send nobody up there. <laughs> Bat them both. Not just tell them they're both batting ninth. Just, just take the out to lead off the game and then let them both, both bat at the bottom of the order. Swung on and fouled out of play by Borgert. He's in a 1-2 count. And we can have fun because the, the Bison are having fun. Eleven to one is the score. What did what did Matt say? No, that was that, that was Will. He he oh. was he he was telling him who to put it in the leadoff spot. Thomas he said put Thomas Collins up there now. 
Swing and a miss by Borgert, and finally the inning comes to an end, but not before the Bison score eight runs, and they've opened up an 11-1 lead as we go to the fifth inning. Hey folks, let me tell you about Farm Boys Cafe in Roanoke. Open 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday, serving breakfast all day long. Specializing in our smoked meats, barbecue, barbecue chicken, pork ribs, and meatloaf. Daily specials Monday through Friday. Everything a la carte. Sides are all a dollar each. A family-owned and operated business offering free delivery of two or more orders. Don't forget the wings, hot or mild, only 50 cents each. Farm Boys Cafe, 1037 Main Street in Roanoke. Call in or text your order to 832-580-3581. With the right shoes, you can do anything. Which shoes fit your life? Maybe you want to step into a pair of nurse's shoes or take control of that meeting in your red high heels. Or do hiking boots and tennis shoes fit your style better? No matter which shoes you choose, Southern Union State Community College is ready to help you step into your potential. Choose a career in the fields of academics, health sciences, or technical education. Visit suscc.edu to enroll. You can't spell success without SU. Fifth inning, and it's been all Southern Union here in game number two. The Bison lead Bevel State 11 to 1. And as Matt Knight just said off the air to my right, if we get three up and three down, we're out of here. Ten run rule after five. Certainly a possibility if Cade Brooks continues his good work. Pitch, woo. Brush Butner right off the plate. Almost hit him. It's 1 and 0. Oh. It'll be Butner, Knight, and Durham. 8 9 1 in the order for the Bears, who trail it 11 to 1. They rallied from six runs down in the first game. Big cut and a miss by Butner to even the count at 1 and 1. But this one feels a little different. A 10 run lead for the Bison who are technically three outs away from sweeping both games here today and sweeping all four games in this series. Pitch is low. It's two and one to Butner. Two one, low again, ball three. And this is Something that'll drive you up the banana tree as a coach. You dump 10 runs and your pitcher's falling behind three and one. Pitch is swung on, hit pretty hard to the left. Spivey comes on and it's going to get down in front of him for a base hit. Schwabach out there and left. Pardon me. I can't see the pitcher. You want me to see that out the left field? <laughs> That's why y'all are here, man. That's why they put Will up That's here. That's right. You know, he's got eyes. But Schwalbach out there, he's played defense in every game in this series. And he was the one that tracked that down and got it back in. Lead off single for Butner. He's at first. Braxton Knight, the number nine hitter up for the Bears. He flied out to left his first time. is up and in. It's 2-0. Oh. Well, the only thing you could say for Kay Brooks is 
frustrating as it is for him to be not locating his pitches right now, he was on the bench for a very long time. The Bison sent 13 men to the plate, 12 men to the plate. We're at bat for probably a good half hour, so it's been a while since he's thrown a pitch. Yeah, and the temperature's about 55 degrees now, I think. So we'll, we'll give him a little leeway as he tries to probably loosen up again. Two-zero pitch. Here it is. That one's high. Three and zero. That's right. <laughs> no tunnel here. And I'm badly mistaken. It's uh, 44 degrees. Three-zero pitch. See if Brooks can battle back. That's a start called strike. That one stays up and in, ball four. Talking to Coach Everett before the game, he was saying about this Bevel State Bears team, and we've seen it exemplified all day today. This is a scrappy team. They just never go away. They never quit. And you're seeing it even right now, 11-1, to 1, as Cade Brooks is going to catch the end of his night. And we'll see. Keep it right here. 35 is the new pitcher. Jake Jordan. Yeah, I got him right here. Uh, four innings pitched, uh, five strikeouts, and a 0, 0.00 ERA, and you can catch that. That's what I got him in. That's Coming in pitch, number 35. I have nothing to dispute that. <laughs> Very good. And, See, hey. and just to finish what, what we're saying about this Bevel State team, it, you know, I, I was talking to Coach Everett on the field during batting practice, and he was just saying, look, this team, don't look at their record. You, and, and you can't fall asleep on them either because as we have seen today, that you can get a lead on them, they're going to fight back. And uh, as we're seeing right now, they certainly haven't pushed any runs across yet. And they trail it by 10, but they haven't laid the bats down and decided to go home either. So, that, 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 that's something to be said about a team that continues to battle even though the, the odds are sort of stacked against them as they are right now. And it takes the very least little little thing. Uh, you saw that in, in the first game. Uh, you know, an error here, an error there, a base hit, and you put together a couple of runs and one out or two out, or one out or less, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden you've got a small rally. Uh, look at what uh, Southern Union Bison did. Uh, played it eight runs in, in, the, uh, in their last at bat. And I felt like, and, and not to take anything away from Bevel State, but I felt like there was a little bit of a let-up for Southern Union when they had that 6-0 lead in the first game. And, I'll, and I, I'll use one play as an example of that, the, the stolen base attempt by Will Kelly when he went in there and didn't slide. That seems like a small thing. But if you're in a one-run ball game, you're not making that kind of mental error. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing where you sort of check out when you've got a big lead. Southern Union can't do that right here. They've got to stay focused and close this sucker out. Yeah, and there's nobody out in the inning runners at first and second. I mean, that you know. And the top of the order, Zach Durham at the plate. Pitches low and away from Jake Jordan. Just the third appearance of the season for Jordan. You heard Adam mention he's got good numbers 
in his previous two outings. Pitch is low for ball two. Had the plate, didn't have the height. And it's a 2-0 count to Zach Durham, who's 0 for 2. He struck out and flied out to left. That was against Brooks. Pitch gets away from Usher, and the runners move up. And that's a 3-0 count. Butner to third. Knight down to second. And a 3-0 count to Durham. And Jordan now gets his sign and comes set with the 3-0 pitch. Here it comes. Call strike. Outside corner at the knees. It's 3-1. The old automatic. pitch, popped up on the infield. Borgert has called for it behind second base, just on the grass in center field. He makes the catch, and a big first out here in the fifth as the runners not able to advance. And this is a point we talked about in the first game too, Adam, but how about Cade Brooks and the start he's put in? One run allowed. In four-plus innings, you know, the, the, the starting pitching for Southern Union has been a theme in this series and a promising theme if it's something that is the start of a pattern. And, and you nailed that in your opening and, and early in game one, talking about four deep for the starting rotation for the Bison. Pitch. Looks like he took something off of that one. It stayed up. It's 1-0 to Joshua Davis. That one's right through there. Called strike. That'll even things up at 1-1. And he's getting back in there, getting the sign, getting ready to go. He's, He's kind of in a groove right now. Jordan comes set, delivers, low for ball two, two and one. Now to Davis, one for two, singled in the first and came around to score the only run of the game for the Bears so far. But they are threatening here in the fifth. They've got runners second and third with one out. And Davis has hit the ball well today in both games, takes a called strike on the inside corner. A very favorable call strike. That pitch turned Davis around. But it was a breaking ball, and the umpire said it caught the corner. It's two and two. And it had some late break on him. Two-two pitch. Good block by Usher. Usher's taking a beating back there. (laughs) Yeah. I used to have catchers that would just – I would throw one like that, and I would get the eat-you-know-what glare – before they threw the ball back to me. Were any of them your roommates? <laughs> no, fortunately, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I was able to sleep at night. But I, I, 
I was going to say, you be sleeping with one eye open. Yeah, the, the, the catchers do not like those. Swing and a miss. Strike three as Jordan comes back to get the strikeout and now a chance to get out of the inning and in this ball game. Second and third now, two outs. And Elkins the hitter. But a tough out. Elkins two for two in this one. With a couple of singles. And Jordan goes back to the windup now. With runners at second, third, and two out. Swung on and hit in the air to right. Sire ambles over towards the line, makes the catch. That's out number three, and that's the ball game. And Southern Union is going to stay in first place in division play. They complete a four-game sweep of Bevel State with an 11-1 five-inning victory here in game number two today. We'll take one more break. Come back and wrap things up. Let you know what else is coming up on the iSchool Sports Network next week. Back after this. Planning for retirement, your children's or grandchildren's education, or for the legacy you want to leave your family can seem intimidating. But the Knowles Group is here to help. We are deeply rooted in Randolph County and have been serving this community for more than 20 years. No matter what your situation looks like, the Knowles Group can help get you in the best financial position to meet your needs and achieve your goals. To ask any questions or set an appointment, reach out to Danny Knowles at 205-414-7459. Knowles for 2100B Southbridge Parkway, Suite 650, Birmingham, Alabama, 35209. Securities offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, SPF member FINRA, SIPC. SPF is a separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of SPF. The Bison sweep a doubleheader against Bevel State, 8-7 in eight innings in the first game, 11-1 in five innings. Didn't need extras in this one as they blew it open with an eight-run fourth inning. And Southern Union goes to 11-5, extends their winning streak to eight straight, eight straight games. And more importantly, they're now 4-0 in division play and will be in first place heading into the second weekend of division play, which will start on Thursday of next week as the Bison will travel to Shelton State, and they will play two there on Thursday. They'll come back here for, for two more on Saturday, and that's the pattern as they are now into the division play. So uh, it'll be two away, two home. It'll flip-flop Thursdays and Saturdays throughout the rest of the season. Same thing for the softball team, but it'll be the opposite day so when the baseball team is at home the softball team is away vice versa so softball will be here thursday two and four at two and four p.m and then away at shelton state on saturday and we'll have softball for you thursday basketball for you friday and baseball for you Saturday right here on the iSchool Sports Network. So make sure you listen to all of us and watch all of those. Yeah, and, and according to my schedule, volleyball at home Monday against, um, let's see, Monday, March the 8th, uh, Wallace Selma, 7 o'clock. It's on my schedule. I'm not sure uh, because the website it may be wrong, So we'll, but we'll keep you posted on Facebook. And, and that's one thing I want to talk about, Tim, before we get out of here. Uh, folks, if uh, you're watching, listening, Follow us on Facebook, iSchool Sports Network on Facebook, and that way you can keep up. We'll post the upcoming games and everything and keep you uh, informed. And that's I, I, the letter I, School Sports Network, and all one word. So thank you so much, everyone, for wherever you are, wherever you watched and listened to us today. I uh, hope it was a happy night for you as the Bison win two games, complete a four-game sweep, and we'll be back on the air 
uh, next week with all the action from Southern Union. And that's going to do it for Matt Knight, Adam Slay. I'm Tim Altork. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Good night.